Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Marilyn. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Mm-hmm. Boy, I wish that I had Bez here to really make this a happy Monday. Ah, uh, hype man. Everybody but needs this... a hype man. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> is the f- f- outside frame in the trunk right? Yes. Is that is that Happy Mondays uh, line? Are, are the wheels big? Hmm? What? Hmm? Uh, no, that I don't know anything oh, about. That. Oh, oh, oh! Is that the uh, that's the Vine Lady? Yeah, that's the Vine Lady. I'm sorry to bring her back up. <sighs> oh man! If you know other great things I should know about before they're going away, let me know about them. Okay, I will. How about? Um, American democracy. Long. Where's my bell? Snork. It's a tired Uh, bell. I'm 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 wearing noise canceling headphones, Mm. which I've never had before. You probably can't hear anything I'm saying. It's it's (laughs) It's really weird. All I can hear is what you're saying. Mm. I can't any other sort of uh, background noise. And boy, is it disconcerting. It's disorienting. Just uh, you know, not to go too far behind the uh, wizard curtain, but uh, you are. you're broadcasting remotely from your, yeah, your in, base in Southern California. I'm in uh, I'm in southern, sunny Southern California where it is pouring rain, mm. and um, and so I I always try and forget one thing. You know, you know yeah. me, right. and uh, normally well, I well, for- so, excuse me, uh, one and only one thing. I try to forget one key thing. Okay. I don't want to I don't want to forget multiple things because that would seem like I was that's just careless. Yeah, careless or unprepared or didn't know what but I you was. But like, you like to keep it lively. Yeah, so a lot of times what I'll forget is my power cord. Uh, this time I forgot my headphones. Sometimes I forget just the simple like USB cable that goes between things. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, I'm borrowing these um, noise-canceling headphones, and it's really, as far as I know, there are like ambulances going by right mm-hmm. here in the room. Uh, and I wouldn't be able to hear him because the noise would have been canceled. You sound um, uh, thoughtful. You sound not muted would be a, a term of art, but you sound uh, very uh, circumspect. You sound wise. Thank you for saying that. I'm I'm debating about how to reply to someone on eBay. Oh. 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 Well, what's 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 going on? You something well, troubling I've, happening? Happening? I've had a couple of you know I I shouldn't be on eBay as mm-hmm. you know. Nope. I don't belong there. There's it's a not, variety of reasons that it is not an ideal use of your time and attention. No. And the thing is, it's not my culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't understand the cultural mores there. And uh, I'm, I'm an interloper. I'm, a, I'm traipsing through a very complicated social environment. And um, so a couple of things have happened, right? There was one time I ordered two things from a person. And ask them to combine them in one package. Did I ever tell you about this? Mm-mm. Uh, I know this is probably too fascinating for this show, but I'm going to dive into it anyway. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to combine two things into one package. And they sent me an email back that said, I sent you a um, revised invoice. And so I looked in my email. And there was a, a something from this person that said pay here and I clicked on the button and I paid for one item plus the associated shipping of that one item and then I wrote him back and said well I paid for the one item 
can you send me the revised? And they said, well, I did send you. It's in your email. And I said, and I, I wasn't clear, like, uh, exactly what they were getting at. But then after two exchanges, they said, well, I'm done dealing with this. And hadn't helped me at all. And I ended up having to pay for both items and $10 each shipping for two things that would fit into a single envelope. Mm -hmm. And so then when it was time to give the, the feedback, the stars, if you will, oh boy, I wanted to give them zero stars for the shipping because they had done nothing. They'd been, not only had they not helped me, but they'd been like really rude. But I noticed that they had 99% approval rating. So I thought, you know, is this something about me? Hmm. Uh, so again, I, your problem, you're interloping with the mores. Yeah, I didn't know what my, what, the, what I'd yeah. done wrong. So yeah. I wrote them back and was like, hey, I don't know about this. I don't know what happened. I tried to be nice. I was just like, you could put both of these in one envelope and only charge me 10 instead of 20 bucks. No reply. Mm, he's done with it. Done with it. So he was done with it after mm -hmm. two emails because he'd sent me a revised invoice. He said, which I explained. Did he you, get the, you got the revised invoice. He's done. I didn't though. It wasn't revised. You mm. know, it was just like, here's my revised invoice. Fuck you. My revised invoice says, fuck you. So, but I didn't want to leave zero stars because I, I actually like went to leave negative feedback and eBay threw up a, like a sign, like, are you sure you want to leave negative feedback? You mm -hmm. should try and resolve this with the person. This is a serious matter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. And then I figured, like, he's had 5,000 transactions. He's got 99% positive. Uh-huh, you're, you're doubting yourself. You're the weirdo. Well, yeah, and not only that, but my rating isn't going to affect, my zero stars isn't going to affect his rating. But what if he retaliates? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they can retaliate, but what if he gives me zero stars? I don't have that many transactions. His zero stars oh, are... You, you get a five-star five blowback. Yeah. How, how gonna are we going to keep our phony, blowny, uh, puffed-up system of uh, useless ratings going yes, if you're yes. screwing things up with zero stars? Yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just some like guy, like you know, bounding in with a with a bearskin coat on, and I'm like zero stars, and they're like, you want to see zero stars? Boosh! And then I'm like, and then all of his, all the people that wear like satin jackets with his gang name on it are all zero starring me. Mm. You know, it's like an episode of Black Mirror. It's totally Black Mirror. Yeah. So I didn't know what to do. So I was like, uh, I gotta just, I don't, I gotta think about it, and and I still haven't acted. Well, then a couple of times I ordered stuff and I was, I was, or not, you know, that's the thing. You're not ordering stuff. You're just late at night. A thing goes by. I'm like, I'll bid on that sure. for, you know, for 30 bucks. Yeah, I'll bid on that. Pow. I bid on it. And then it's like, you won a $30 thing, but it's $50 shipping. Oh, because, come on. Because the thing is actually in Kuala Lumpur. Oh, Kuala Lumpur. And you know, a, a lot of times in, in eBay, if something's in Inglang, mm -hmm. the, the, the amount of money will be in italics because you know it's foreign. Mm -hmm. If it's in Canada, it'll be in italics. But somehow you can sell a thing in Kuala Lumpur, but if you put it in American dollars, it just, I'm just, so I'm up, um. I, I'm bidding on this son of a bitch, but now it's, now I won. And I look at the shipping that's more than what I paid for the thing, mm -hmm. and, and I want there to be a thing on eBay where I can be like, whoa, 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 you didn't say, I didn't see that it was a Kuala Lumpur. 
But yeah. there's no there's no like whoa 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 button. Right, right, right. I already committed. Yeah. You've, so uh, t- you've uh, you signed a contract. I signed a binding contract with these like multi-star people. So one time I paid it. The other this most recent time I you know, I paid the shipping. It takes a month to ship there from Kuala Lumpur because they put it into like a raft. Mm-hmm. I just checked on eBay today, and they said, oh, yeah, we delivered that package from Kuala Lumpur four days ago, and we handed it to an individual. That's oh. what the signs. Well, but you know it must be true. There's no individual at my house that they could have handed it to. Mm-mm. My neighbors wouldn't, wouldn't pick it. I don't want Randy to have it. So oh, this, is la- a, this is a real thistle. Here's the latest problem. Yeah. Here's the thing I'm trying to solve. A guy sell, sold me a thing, and when I got it, it had a big X over. He had documented some damage on the, on the item, but when I got it, it had a big X in Sharpie over the tag of the item, over the 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 tag. The, the like the little UPC scanner code. No, the brand name. Oh, which I recognize. Oh, is this is an article of apparel. Yes, it is. Oh, so it's like a cutout or a remainder. Exactly, it's a factory second. Hmm. But he had failed to document that. Oh, Jiminy. And so I st- so this is another one of these, like, he had 98% approval rating. So I stewed on it for a couple of weeks. And then I was sitting and I was thinking about this, like, I got to give the... Oh, oh, what it was was I had bought something else. Obviously, I have to, I have a problem here. Yeah. And, and the, the other person that I bought something from was sending me emails, like, three a week saying, hey, I noticed you hadn't given me any feedback yet. Would you please go on and give me some feedback about the thing that you bought from me that I sent you? Mm. And I was like, yeah, I bought it from you and you sent it to me. I didn't give you any feedback. Sorry, but I don't... And he's this person's just like... Really, really desperate for it this. Feels like, it feels like, I mean, this even happens on Amazon. Like, if you buy something through what turns out to be a third-party, you know, <clears throat> marketplace vendor, you get this surfeit of emails about how they hope you're really happy with your ramekins. And yeah. it almost feels like it's just shy of not paying to not yeah. go and give a five-star review. That is what it feels like. Like, this person was like... I don't like that system, John. That's not a good system. They weren't. They weren't hurt. They were like offended and starting to get rude about it. I bought a thing from you for ninety dollars, uh, and it's been a week and a half, and I didn't give you any feedback. And it's I've a, it's a little bit like like from an older time, maybe when we were kids, where you always wrote a thank you note. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what somebody gave you, it could just be bullshit that, that did not make your life better. You still had to write a thank you note. It seems analogous here, where it's like you know, uh, and obviously the stakes are higher. In the one case, grandma's going to get her feelings hurt, but in this case, these these jackals can't keep up their five star rating if you aren't there pumping them up. And well, and the thing is, like sometimes you order something like a craft or something that someone. F- clearly found in a thrift store and managed to sell for $15 and they send you a little note. They send you a little handwritten note, a little Mm. doily with some writing on it in your bag. Like, Hey, thanks a lot. Hope you enjoy the thing. But this one item that the person was hassling me about was just a thing they bought at a, at a, uh, like factory second sale and then sent to me like they, they there's no personality to it it's not something cu- they just like they bought you it enjoy for your windbreaker yeah they bought it for $90 sold it to me for $94 and but they're like where's my feedback so i was on there giving this person feedback cuz i was browbeaten into doing it and then i looked at this one the the person that had sent me the the thing with the x on the 
And I went back and I looked at the ad, no mention of the X. And, and really, it's a very prominent feature. Mm. And so I wrote him and I said, hey, you know, I'm giving, I'm, I'm, here, I'm here in my office giving everybody feedback today. And I hadn't given you any because, you know, I've been kind of like, I've been kind of stewing on this. You sent me this thing. I mean, I got a good price on the thing, but I wouldn't have bid on it if I had seen this because I have a policy about factory seconds. It's just something that gets, sticks in my craw. No, well, and, it's not, uh, it's not, I mean, this is a nerdy comparison, but like it, it's not that different from being a book collector. And unless you were collecting a given edition because it contained an error that was rare, you would reject that. You would say, no, this is crazy. Like, this is, this is not what it appears to be. You yeah, would, I'm a, you I'm, wouldn't I'm, buy a magazine exactly. with the cover cut off. It says, uh, it, it's exactly like being a book collector and it turns out, oh, you get it down in tiny fine print. It says, oh, book of the monk. Book of the Month Club. Oh yeah, like in a, like a RCA uh, Record of the Month type situation. Yeah, that's not a collectible first edition. That's a, that's a garbage first edition. Mm-hmm. Steerage. Yeah. So, so I write him, and he writes back, and he goes, "Oh, I, you know, I wondered what that was, but I didn't even know what it meant. Maybe it means the uh, article of clothing is straight edge." Yeah, right. Or maybe it means that somebody sewed a Krugerand into the lining of it, but I doubt it. Mm -hmm. It seems like when you're identifying features of a thing and the tag is like very visible in it and it has a huge X through it. Anyway, so I read it back. It's like, okay, I accept that explanation. But, you know, I do feel like I feel a little bit uh, cheated. And he's like, well, how can I? He said, I'll refund the purchase price. And I was like. Well, which he, by which he meant, like, send it back to me. Mm. And I was like, well, you know, I don't want to go all that whole hog on it. Uh, but, you know, like, I don't know. Give me, I don't know. Give me 20 bucks off. And we go back Boy, and this forth. Is a, this so, is, I'm just, I'm, this is, it is more interesting than I expected. But this is, this is a, t- taking a lot of time. Oh, uh, to describe this situation? No, no. Oh, I, to I actually mean, enact this whole no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not being meta. I'm saying, like, first of all, if everything goes flawlessly on eBay, you're spending too much time on eBay. And now, in addition to that, the postmorta that you have to perform on your purchases is mental. This yes. Is, this is yeah. a crazy use of your time. Yes, it is. And you're, but you well, are aware of that, right? But, well, who knows? Okay. Who knows if all right. I am? We're I mean, still working who, it out. Who are we talking to? <laughs> still workshopping. Who, who's talking to who? That's a really am, good point. Am, I, am I'm talking to who? Meme? To meme? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so, so what was the response? Anyway, so then he says, I'm in the hospital. I can't talk right now. This is, I'm, this is eBay, right? Okay. I mean, everyone on the other, every single person on the other end of the line. So while well, he's getting his dialysis, he's doing follow-ups on all the people who have yeah. not starred him yet. Yeah. Oh, no, no. He, he said, he said, I'm sorry I have to interrupt this conversation because I have to go to the hospital. Like, he wasn't talking to me initially from the hospital. Hmm. But there was like three days that we... That was in, interrupted time because he was in the hospital. And then he got back, and I had to be like, oh, are you okay? I was, oh, my God. I was, I was worried about you. And he's like, no, I'm fine now. Thanks. Anyway, let's get back to this. Hmm. Back and forth, back and forth. And then eventually he says, oh, actually, you know what? eBay terms of service are that since you mentioned feedback that – I cannot refund you any money because that is extortion. Oh, you didn't know it. You were on double secret probation the whole time. Ah, that's right. I had no. I was just, and then I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
right? What, like, are, you, what uh, are you gonna uh, do now, big shot? Yeah, terms like, of service. Feedback like eBay's gonna eBay's gonna do a Google here, and they're reading our emails yeah. without us even knowing. Sure, they're they're pulling an Uber, and they know where we are, even when we're not using their app. They're sending you a FISA letter that you're not allowed to receive. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. They're filing an injunction, mm-hmm. and they're gonna injunct me yep. because I mentioned feedback. Mm-hmm. And now I'm extorting this twenty dollars out of this well, guy. A hell of a system they got. So. So he writes me back and says, you know, still same cheery language. He says, well, why don't we just leave it the way it is? Yeah. Me, we can all agree on cheese. Yeah. And I wrote him back and I was like, oh, you mean leave it the way it is where you like failed to tell me what the thing was that you were selling me? Mm-hmm. And now, you know, now I've got a little bit of justice going here. Mm-hmm. I've got, a little, got my justice hackles and up. So at that point, you just walked away, right? Well, no. So that at that point, right before you called, I was composing a, a justice-based email to him <laughs> that was going to set this record straight. And if eBay was if eBay was reading it over his shoulder, then they were going to know too how things were going to be. But but mercifully, you interrupted me with your call. Oh man! And I haven't sent the email yet. You know, and it's, it's like. So far, there's been a lot of la di da talk with between us. Mm-hmm. We've probably sent twelve emails. Back oh, and come on! So for the twenty dollars, right? I'm getting pretty good value. That's like that's you know that's a dollar and change per email. You're exploring a principle here. The the total amount that you are out, including shipping, is how much? Hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Hmm. hmm. So twenty dollars is twenty percent. Yeah, that's, 20% a, lot, that's a lot of percent. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad I don't have a surpassing number of transactions like that in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what you I mean? You mean on eBay or in general? Um, I mean, like, specifically, I think one of the things, when you look at, when you look at these different, I'm really avoiding the word community because I think that's not the right word for this, but whether it's a ride-sharing service, grocery <laughs> delivery, Etsy, <laughs> eBay where you are on some level you may be dealing with a person but like so if i go to safeway and i buy half a gallon of milk like that's that's a really clear transaction i get a little receipt for it and like how how well the cashier did does not factor that heavily into the purchase as long as it's not rancid i take it home or you know as long as they didn't like grossly mischarge me but if they did grossly mischarge me i go in and say hey look this is an error you accidentally charged me twice for this and they go hey no problem take it off right Mm -hmm. it's just there's there's so much hubris personality uh humanity involved in buying a jacket online Mm -hmm. from somebody Mm -hmm. it's it's so strange or again i mean like i say like uh i i i do a lot of amazon shopping and i tend to prefer buying things directly from amazon not least because you get the prime shipping right but like i get a little i get i I, i've seen what you're talking about here's a set of fancy pencils and if you click the wrong link on the wrong buyer you're getting the fancy pencils that are going to be 22 dollars and and it's 30 dollars shipping it's like "Hmm." oh yeah like you got to be careful it's in parentheses it's not necessarily kuala lumpur but you really you you do want to watch that but then like i'll randomly buy like some usb cable and i get done by this uh by some third-party seller who sends this generic email obviously through some kind of cms that's like bugging me for What's reviews. What's a CMS? 
a content management system. I don't know if it's Amazon's own system or some kind of third-party thing, but th- they all look the same, and it's like, hey, I hope you enjoyed your candle that smells like a new Macintosh computer. <laughs> Make sure to go in and give us a five-star mm-hmm. review if beetle dee d And so, you know, you know how, like, In-N-Out Burger has a secret menu? That everybody oh, yeah. knows about where it's not secret anymore. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon, word on the street is that Amazon has a secret menu, too. Oh, tell That's, me more about it. Well, for example, I don't mean to change the topic because it, it is actually on topic. But, for example, if, as in my case, with all due respect to the United States Postal System, you know my history with the post office. And you yes, know my deliveries are just... I mean, Donald Trump should have a tweet about about the disaster, the flaming inner city that is my history with just things just not appearing at the house. Supposedly, mm-hmm. there's a secret menu where if you know the knock, you can contact Amazon and ask them to, at, at the very least, I guess, change the cascade of how deliveries are made to always put the Postal Service at the bottom. But I've heard. I don't change know the cascade? Going. Well, you know how it works. Like, it used to be everything was UPS and it was awesome. Merlin, and then you, yes. you, you have to know. Yeah. I do not know how it works, oh. like at all. Why I, I I was wondering about this before because everything really used random. to be you UPS. Order something but, and it comes from three different delivery yeah, services. Yeah, yeah, what happened? It used to be UPS and it and everything worked. I don't know what, the exact what, history, what but I, I'm the cascade is something that I'm imagining. And, and cascading, I'm referring here to a term they use in. Uh, doesn't matter. But cascading is this idea that there's this, this default way that things will happen, unless for some reason that one is not optimal or is not right. available, in which case it falls back to the second choice, et cetera, et cetera. Sure, now, one I imagines could. that Amazon has optimized this within an inch of its life uh, to where I, I think one, I don't know the exact history. I think one thing that happened was, yes, they used to use UPS for everything, and it was the glory days. Like, it just worked. Everything was fine. Look, from, our, from, my, from my point of view as a consumer, I don't, you know, I don't have a dog in this fight, but, you know, it really worked. And glory stuff showed days. Up. Glory days. Brown trucks coming around. Glory days. And then I think they cut some kind of a deal with the uh, the failing U.S. postal system, where I guess they got a special deal, plus things like Sunday delivery, which nobody else was doing. Oh, Sunday delivery. But, you know, there's this thing that happens if you're an Amazon user where, and I, you know, I track my deliveries. I'm a tracker. And I'll see, like, oh, good, UPS, like, you know, or like FedEx leaving Memphis. And you're like, ah, awesome. And then mm-hmm. you'll see that dreaded, like, transfer to carrier facility. And you're like, oh, I know what that <laughs> means. That, that means it is now into the leaky maw of the USPS. And we just don't know if it'll show up. All oh, in the service, I'll, I'll learn more about this and report back. All in the service of saying one supposed secret menu thing you can do is you can contact Amazon and tell them, look, I don't want things delivered by Postal Service anymore. Supposedly, I don't know so if there, that's true, but that, I've so heard there's you can like do a, that. There's a uh, you have a profile that's not visible to you, that's maintained somewhere uh, in the cl- in the Amazon in cloud. Yeah, and your profile is alterable. You're saying by a by a special ops team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a windowless room in Amazon, and if you can get to them yeah. and say, "Listen, I want you to change my profile. I want you to put a." I want you to put a gold star. I want you to give me that extra level of access. And they can just be like, hmm, Uh you're a good customer. We like you. Your name's Merlin Mann. Uh My my desk mate has heard of you. Yeah, you used to be famous. Yeah, you're the guy with the wallet wallet shoe. Got tossed into his shoe, yeah. Um, Okay, we'll put that gold star. And then all of a sudden, all your troubles go away. There's another one that I have utilized 
where I'd heard there's a secret menu where you can contact Amazon and say, hey, I don't want to receive these requests for feedback anymore. What? I did that. They took care of it. And I wasn't getting them anymore until recently when I started getting them again. So I think yeah. it's time to go back in and, and try the secret menu again. I, uh, I, I, at the Kuala Lumpur problem, mm-hmm. I actually went on to eBay and asked a question of the eBay community. I went on to their message board and I asked a question of the eBay community and someone replied and said, if you don't want to see items from Kuala Lumpur, all you have to do when you're searching for items is go down to this menu screen, go over to this menu screen, pull down this screen, and select this option, and your problems are solved. Hmm. And it's like, hmm. Well, yeah, except that I would have to do that for each individual search that I did. Uh-huh. And, at, and at 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm on there searching for Pendleton Blankets, Hudson yeah. Bay Company jackets uh native alaskan parkas i mean all the things that you need um you know zippo lighters from adak island Mm -hmm. um and if each one of those i have to pull down six menus to get also it also cuts off your uh your supply chain there might be stuff where you're willing like it could be your once you don't know i'm I'm trying to get a little (laughs) like john roderick here if you've got your white whale if there's something that shows up that you've been looking for for years that's right and it's only available in kuala lumpur you're not made of stone you might think about that i might pay 50 dollars shipping if it's the right zippo lighter from from you know adac coast guard station Avalanche Brands writes to say, your feedback is important, exclamation point. We just want to say thank you for your recent purchase with Avalanche Brands through Amazon.com. We hope that you are enjoying your Gund Pusheen 18 sticker sheet. As a company, we strive to provide our customers with quality products as well as complete customer satisfaction. Your opinion is extremely valuable. If you have not already, oh, comma splice. If you have not already done so, we invite you to take a few moments and help your fellow shoppers make their purchasing decisions by providing a review of the products you purchased. It's very simple mm-hmm. to do this. Just uh, more, more comma splices. Just follow the links below and follow the on-screen instructions. And I could click on Gund Pusheen 18 sticker sheet. <laughs> So go to Pusheen. Pusheen is a cat, a cartoon oh, cat see. from the sure. internet. And this is a sheet of stickers I bought my daughter, not realizing that I would then have homework. Yeah. Well, I get, see, my, the first one I can find here is uh, from Try, Chuck try searching D. for your recent order. This, this one says Chuck D 2016. That's their username. Hmm. So they, their username actually has the year 2016 in it. Sweet. Which seems like a that seems like a dumb way to have it's a pretty pessimistic a approach to your brand. <laughs> yeah, and also Coca Cola, nineteen thirty three. But then uh, they have five hundred and twenty six feedbacks, I guess, or transactions, which is not very many. And they have a purple star next to them, which I don't know what that means, but I know that it's not a gold star. Mm. And they say, and so I bought from them a Gurkha leather pouch. Is a Gurkha an Indian sword? Well, there. So a, a Gurkha is a kind of um, Indian soldier mm. uh, that is drawn from. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a hingy machete dingus. Well, that's their distinctive knife. Oh, look at that thing! Look at the Gurkha. But, but the Gurkhas were like. Oh, technically, a, it's called the Kukuri, the signature mm. weapon of the Gurkhas. Yeah, the Gurkhas are a, are like a tribe, a people who are very very good fighters, and they were enlisted into the British army 
like during the colonial period mm. as like ferocious special forces people almost mm. who fought for the British in their various colonial wars. Oh, interesting. Um, they're like, you know, they're kind of like the Sikhs. They are, uh, they're Indians, but of a separate ilk mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm, a, with mm-hmm. a very identifiable sort of set of characteristics that in this case were, were used in the, in the wars, colonial wars. You'll see the Gurkhas like in World War One. You'll see them, you know, fighting in the trenches. Well, that's cool. What are you buying? A wallet? What are you getting? So no, it's not a wallet. So, but Gurkha, the the leather goods company, oh. is a New York company, uh, and the legend is that there was some guy, the New York's rich smarty pants, who was bidding on. Uh, who was at an auction at Sotheby's and was bidding on the complete luggage collection of a former officer in the British Expeditionary Forces. And oh, he had and this, they sell some nice bags. Yeah, and, they, and he had this beautiful set. This is many years ago in mm-hmm. the 70s. He had this beautiful set of luggage that was kind of like... Um, Kind of like the bags, the Louis Vuitton bags in Kundalini Express or whatever. You're that talking about was. Uh, Marley Hodgson back in the early 1970s. Oh, it must have been this. Is guy, that when Marley. he found himself in an estate sale in the UK where he encountered a rare collection of campaign gear once belonging to a British Gurkha commander stationed in oh. India? Is that when it was? Oh, I see. So no, you uh, said to jog my memory. Now I think yeah, I you're remember. familiar with the story. Sure, Marley Hodgson. Yeah. So anyway, Marley, uh, Mr. Hodgson, we call him, uh, he decided to reproduce these instead of because he lost this auction. He instead he decided to reproduce these bags uh, in New York City. And so it was a very fancy line of bags. And it was one of the first sort of sets of bags that were met. It was like the patina of the used bag was worth more than a new bag. Mm. But then. Merlin, as so often happens in these heritage brands, at some point in the 90s, the company was sold mm. to a to an offshore conglomerate or to a holding company. Yeah. Basically, it was sold to Mitt Romney yeah. and Bain Capital. Mm. And they changed it and they started making bags in China and they started making garbage bags. <laughs> And all the people that care about these things, which I am embarrassed to say, I I am not one, but I'm adjacent, right? It's a cocktail yeah. party, and I'm standing. It's a cocktail party at the Red Lion. You've you've overheard the murmurs of the disappointed. Sure, I'm like mm-hmm. walking through. It's the Red Lion in Wenatchee, Washington. I'm walking through the halls. I hear. I look in. It's a big. Everybody's got name tags on. I poke my head in. They're talking about heritage brands and i'll put my foot in the room i'll you know maybe i'll take a drink off of a, tr- a passing tray mm-hmm. i'll spend the afternoon there let's be honest yeah i'll talk to those people i want to know what they're all about mm-hmm. maybe you always, I'll you take, always, you're always seeking to learn you want to educate yourself yeah and maybe i'll take a brochure maybe i'll think about filling it out yeah anyway then someone and this happened to my own beloved filson company of three or four different times someone bought Gurkha back from Bain Capital uh, and restored the glory. So we're talking about uh, uh, CBS and Fender. Exactly right. But we're talking about we're talking about uh, Japanese strats here. With all due respect, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about it's a it's a very it's characteristic of 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 the era. So you, the, you I mean the thing is you can't just say there's this before and after date. You have to have some clarity about certain mm-hmm. models, certain years mm-hmm. produced. And there's some and I, there's some subtlety to that. You've learned by being adjacent. There is, and I think there are people out there all the time who order a 
Gurkha bag on the internet, and then they, it arrives, and there and it's made in China, but they don't know it, and so they're perfectly happy. Hmm. They think I have a fancy Gurkha bag. That's right. Somewhere buried down inside an inside pocket, like tucked in the lining, is a little made in China tag, but they never see it, and so the the uh, the spell is never broken for them. But you know, for me, I'm the type of person that immediately goes looking for the tag. I can't. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if it said made in China in it. Mm-mm. I would know I'd been rooked mm-hmm. and I had an inferior thing. Anyway, so I do know how to find good Gurkha bag. I do know how to not buy a garbage bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I bought this. <clears throat> it's a nice little pouch. It's not a purse. Mm. It's a pouch. It's not a wallet because it's the size of a piece of, you know, you can put like a notebook in it. It's like a pouch. Def- definitely not a purse. It's not a purse. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a pouch. It's called a folio. Yeah, let's call it a folio. Mm-hmm. Um, I discovered not very long ago that instead of packing my suitcases with by just rolling up my clothes and packing them in the suitcase, that if I rolled up my clothes and packed them in a pouch, and then packed the pouch in my suitcase. It gave me more gratification somehow. Oh, I this is this is huge for me. Right? I, I, not, no, I'm I'm pure. I'm, I'm bags in bags. I've got. Yeah, yeah. I've done done that. Uh, what not? It's not Columbia, but one of those companies makes those uh, bags, and I've got a butt oh, ton Eagle, of those. Eagle bag. Eagle Creek, yeah, and Eagle. Uh, so yeah. No, for me, everything you to me, the idea of putting your clothes directly in a suitcase is monstrous. Yeah. I, I use like five or six different bags for all the different constituent parts, and I, I've got it down to down to a science at this point. Let's be honest. But at some point along the way, you do have it down to a science. I've seen it in action. But I've decided at a certain point that I was no longer going to use nylon. Uh, Oh. (laughs) For political reasons? No, just because. Hmm. Because. This uh, is an arbitrary aesthetic. uh, Not arbitrary, but a personal aesthetic Hmm. decision. Yeah, as I <clears throat> because I have so much free time where mm-hmm. my mind doesn't have enough to occupy it. Mm-hmm. Which is not true. Mm-hmm. I'm actually carving time away. You need projects. To, to think about this. You but I projects. decided that all the ba- all the bags were going to be made out of either jute or hemp. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, like woven grass. Mm, a kind of a, like you get a bamboo bag. Mm-hmm. Or wool, mm-hmm. you know. And all the... All it has the to be pa- the kind of fiber you would find on, say, Noah's Ark. There's, there should be something there that's organic that, in the way it's cradling your clothes in a group. Right. Or like sailcloth and canvas, these oh, things. Oh, well, yeah, that's nice. Um, and, and then leather, mm-hmm. right? So, so now I'm carrying these leather... I'm carrying my socks and underwear crammed into a leather pouch inside my canvas and leather and brass bag. Mm, call you Ishmael. And the whole, that's right. It was, <coughs> you're going to be sleeping with a native American soon. It was the best of times. It was, I'm looking for my Pocahontas who isn't. That's right. But, <laughs> More uh, of a man. but the bag and now weighs what? 60 pounds. 
Whereas if I had it all in, you know, nylon ripstop, if it was made in China, hmm? it would be half the price. It would be half the weight. It'd be 30 pounds probably. I'm, I'm carrying around all this extra brass and leather, and I don't even know why. <laughs> You're practically right? steampunk. I'm, I am. I'm like you master get some suitcases, with, suitcases with gears and whistles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to do, but you can get, get a bespoke leather goggle case. <laughs> when I, <clears throat> but when I pull up into a hotel and I and you know I throw my bag down and it's full of all these other bags and mm-hmm. inside those bags are little bags, none of them purses. Um, <laughs> you know, then then down at the very bottom there's like a sow's ear with a pair of couplings in it. <laughs> I feel like I'm really living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's, it's mm-hmm. bananas, you know. Mm-hmm. But here, so anyway, here I am. Uh, anyway, so uh, Chakti 2016 wants me, and 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 he or she writes, mm-hmm. "Could you please leave?" This is there's no pretense of like I'm, uh, I'm hoping you enjoyed your product. Mm-hmm. It's just one sentence. Could you please leave me positive feedback when you get a chance? Question mark, and then. Second sentence, thank you, period. Not even thank you, exclamation point. Which oh. you, you know, you'd expect a little bit of an exclamation point there if you're, if you're going to. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I'm going back here. Chuck D has sent me multiple emails. The first one was, just confirming you received the item I sent. If so, I would appreciate receiving positive feedback mm-hmm. when you get a chance. Happy New Year. Again, no exclamation points. Happy New Year, period. Did you have a Happy New Year? What kind of monster is this? Mm-hmm. Happy New Year, period. You should write back and let them know how your year's going. They're uh, obviously very uh, interested in how you're doing. Well, wait a minute now. Between the time they sent me that first email, the first email they had 518 purple stars. Then the second email they sent, they still had 518 purple stars. But <gasps> now the most recent one... Mm-hmm. They have 526 purple stars. Mm. So it seems to be working, right? They've got they've gotten eight more purple stars mm-hmm. just in the time between the two emails. Sounds like something you get from a German sex worker. Purple star. Purple star. Ooh. Yeah. Um, uh, so like what's the purple from, uh, from Eyes Wide Shut? Mm, what does the purple connotate? Is it e- no this idea. is eBay, right? This is the problem. I don't know eBay, what purple. I don't know what things star. mean. Okay. Um, I'm not enough in this culture that I can decipher the the, the curious language. The star using. is shorthand to let you know the number of ratings that person has received. Yeah. Yellow, blue, turquoise, purple, red, green. Purple, as you can probably guess, 500 to 999. They're working on the red star. Oh, they just bumped up. They just bumped up to purple because they mm-hmm. were at 518. Right. They're, they're, now they're going for the green belt. Now, you get at red, you, uh, 1,000 to 4999, you get red. Mm-hmm. Oh, then oh, then you get, you get shooting stars. John, you should look at this. This is a lot like your interest in, uh, what do they call that, the, the generals have on their chest, the ham salad? Oh, uh, ham salad. This is, uh, you get a yellow shooting star. That's yeah. 10K to 24.99. Turquoise, purple, red, green. If you get over a million, you get a silver shooting star. Whoa. Mm-hmm. A million transactions? Uh, number of ratings. Oh, a million ratings. Mm-hmm. Whoa. It's interesting, so, though, wait, it does, if you it's give somebody five stars, does that mean that's five ratings? No, no. No, no. I think that means that I think that's a rating. Well, but that would mean you'd have a million transactions. At least. Oh, and I, I don't see, see what how you're you saying. could do that. I don't see how you could have a million transactions. Mm, that's 
Hmm. I don't know. I'm just here on the eBay page for feedback scores, stars, and your reputation. Oh. Mm -hmm. They just come right out and say it. Mm -hmm. Detailed seller ratings. You know, people used to commit suicide because they because their reputation had suffered a ding. Mm-hmm. I bet I bet they still do. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they used to do it more. Should be here. You're, you, oh, here you go. Improved uh, detailed seller ratings. Item is the item as described. How was the communication? The mm-hmm. shipping time and then the shipping and handling charges. I I think I don't know. I'm I am not an eBay lawyer, but I think you have a lot of grounds on which to call some of these people on the carpet. <clears throat> yeah, but I know. But what what they're not at, what they're not telling you is do those people then? This is the Uber rating. Oh, this is question. going to the prisoner's dilemma part now. Yeah, it's where time they, for some game theory, like, guys. Oh, did they? Are they withholding their rating until I write my rating and then they're going to give me a, a kapow? Yeah, when they give you the kapow, given your smaller number of transactions, that's a hard kapow. That's going to that's gonna ding you hard. That's just math, I don't wanna, John. I don't want to bear that insult to mm-hmm. my reputation. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. eBay reputation, Merlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, let, me, let, let me take a look at my eBay account and I'll tell you what my reputation is. Okay? Thank you. Are Thank you. you? I knew you wanted. I knew you wanted to hear it. Yeah, I got a lot on my mind. Well, let me let me see here. Okay, so I, oh boy, this doesn't look good. Oh no. Well, I have a blue star. Blue star. And I have sixty transactions. So I've actually got more than Rooster Sales. Rooster Sales. Who, oh no, he has sixty-four. That's even more fifty than to me. fifty to ninety-nine. You get a blue star. That's the second the second lowest level. Well, no, 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 it's not, I say level. I mean, it's like experience points in D&D. You know, you play more, you get more points. You buy some high this, hard boots. This says that I have 100% positive feedback. What? I so, find that very difficult to believe. It says so right there. Ah, quid pro quo, Clarice. What, Wait a, what a weird system. This says I have 186 followers. Who are these people? I can tell you. You made a big show of this, I don't know, seven or eight years ago about how you were going to sell everything you have on eBay. And we talked about whether you should have a museum. Should there be like a curated like pamphlet for it? And you, you made a big thing on here about how you're going to go on eBay. You're starting an entire store on eBay. You're yeah. selling everything to the right people. Yeah. And, and you ask people to follow you on eBay because that's, that's no. where you would be doing it. No, I didn't. I didn't tell anybody what my eBay handle was. Did I, I figured it out. What did, well, how did you figure it out? I think you just you, go in and search on somebody's name. I'm guessing you could oh. say, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to have people triangulating here. But that's why you get the followers. People are excited. They're dying to find out, like, are you going to sell, uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth oh, Taylor's see. panties and whatnot. I see, I see. But there are a lot. You know what? I've got a lot of eggs. <clears throat> what's, the there eBay are a lot of people, what's the eBay equivalent of an egg? It's just a, just a, a shadowy uh, cameo of a, of a person's head and shoulders. It's an empty shopping bag. And frankly, I have to say, the shadowy cameo appears to be a short-haired person, which seems a little bit um, gender normative. Mm. But um, <clears throat> but I have a lot of eggs here, right? People that have never put in um, any kind of People might start an account just so they could follow you on this important social network. Oh, but wait, here's the problem. I'm an egg, too. Oh, jeez, Louise. I didn't know that you were supposed to put a picture the in. The call's coming from inside the eBay. <clears throat> you oh, need to go Jesus. get a picture up there. Toot sweet. All right, now let me... I'm just going to say this right now. Yeah. I'm going to tell everybody my eBay because oh, now... God. Well, no, you now you want to say this for your other program? No, now I realize that if you have 186 followers that you could have, like, more than that. Oh, boy. 
Uh, and here's this the call thing. started out with the feeling that maybe you were having a realization you were spending too much time on things related to eBay. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like this gets us closer to that direction or, or a different way? Well, so there's you know, a, you're there, following followers on eBay. There is a new, <laughs> there is just a what new, you needed. Just what you need. You need a new project. All right. So anyway, <laughs> I'm just like going to subscribe. Say hey guys, my, my, my eBay <laughs> handle is Morgan rides free. Morgan rides free. All one word, all lowercase. But it, but here's where here's what the thoughtful because I I'm because here I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. I deleted Twitter mm. from my phone. Deleted Twitter. Like Sixty stars, hundred percent. Five or six days ago. Oh oh oh. Okay. It's, it's, I'm just it's kind of dawning on me now. Okay. I, you, you 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 put up a photograph of me on your Instagram, oh. and then you retweeted that on your Twitter. Is this before or after that? So I because I got continu- I got lots of really nice remarks on that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much yeah. for your comments on my personal appearance. That's that's super sweet of you. Oh, thanks for sharing, I, that, John. I am still on Instagram, mm-hmm. but <laughs> and the Instagram ports over to the Twitter. Yeah, sure does. But I'm not using. I am not tweeting anymore. Oh, I see. It's a it's a subtle, such a fine line. Okay. I mean, Got I it. haven't like. I haven't. I don't even know how I would go in and actually like delete Twitter mm-hmm. from my life. I don't know how I would do that. Would I log off? Is that how it happens? They'd still on count as a user. No, on the phone, I just deleted the app. And well, you also app, just you go into settings and you would you know delete that. Listen, in don't tell me. Or... Don't tell me how to do it. All right, I won't. I don't want to know. But Mm-mm. I'm. But I'm not using it, and this is really the <clears throat> the first time I have said I'm not using this anymore in the whole time since I first joined it back in whenever, mm-hmm. 2008 yep. or something. Um, and so it's really been very complex, emotionally mm. complex. Hmm. Interesting. Um, because well, how, how so? Well, you know, I was a regular user, mm-hmm. and I had thoughts in the course of a day, and. I would, I would flag those thoughts as tweets, and most of the time I would just immediately pull over to the side of the road and tweet, if I had a tweet, if I thought a tweet, mm-hmm. or I would, you know, I would earmark it as a tweet, and then later on in the day try to try to remember it, and a lot of times like be unable to remember it, as as happens, right? Like, oh, I had a great tweet, but I, but I was interacting with Twitter. And have been since 2008, almost, well, yeah, nine years. And I got my news from there. I kept in touch with people there. And I just finally couldn't be there anymore. And I deleted it. And f- for the last several days, I've had tweets. I've thought tweets. And there wasn't anywhere to put it. Mm-hmm. And I just let the I just let the tweet go, right? Like... If you if you have a tweet, set it free. Hmm. If it um, if it comes back to you, it was yours. I heard a recent um, analogy for thinking about meditation and mindfulness, and the guy described it as learning to stand by the side of a busy highway without feeling the need to get into any of the cars. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me a little bit of what you're saying. Is like you're so used to jumping into every car that goes by, or you know every fiftieth car that goes by, it's difficult to stop. It's like that's the way you use it. If your interaction model. If I could make up a term here, if the way you think about using that is like, here's where I jump in, it's it's very difficult to stop. It's even difficult to watch if you know you, you're not going to participate. It's weird. It's a different, I'm, whole different thing. 
I'm struggling with the analogy just because I've stood on the side of many highways and haven't ever really felt the desire to jump into a car. Then you, you might you might be a Buddha. Every 50th car. Like, what's that guy? What's his name? Jeff Jeff Denham? Jeff Foxworthy? Jeff Dan- Jeff Danbury? Who's the guy with the puppets? It's the other Jeff one. Jeff Daniel. Jeff Daniel. Jeff Daniel, the guy the guy from that uh, Jim Carrey movie. He's also the yeah, president in all those movies. With yeah. The puppets. You might you might be a Buddha. You might think if it's you find hilarious. yourself asking for the vegan option, <laughs> the you way might I be a Buddha. You down. I'm working on a playlist right now of um, new wave songs I think uh, stand the test of time. Partly inspired by our oh. last episode. Just so you know, I this is like we'll get back to your to your very long story about eBay in a minute. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I last week I made a playlist for our program of a bunch of the oh. songs that we that we've about. referred to. Hmm? We've referenced songs we referenced. We talked a lot about music last week. Got some nice feedback about that, and so I, uh, I took a moment to put together a playlist of some of the things we mentioned, including Sister Golden Hair. Surprise! Oh, oh! I thought you were. I thought you were saying you were making a playlist of every song we've ever talked about on the program, which would be one hell of a playlist. Yeah, no, that's that's not a thing I'm gonna do. But I did, <coughs> I did put together that music playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, how do you feel about Adam Ant and Adam and the Ants? Are you are you trolling me? Mm. Okay. Uh, Stand and Deliver was my favorite song for about three years. I was about to say, have you listened to Stand and Deliver? Stand and Deliver for uh, any time recently? Yes. Because yeah, because yesterday I listened to it on my phone a couple of times, and then I went and listened to lots of Adam Ant and Adam. That was my Ants. that was my third place choice. For the Adam Ant song that I would say stood the test of time, but I, I had two above it, and I finally had to just pick one. And which was the one? I was torn between. I think two I eventually lovers. went with Kings of the Wild Frontier. Um, or, Kings Good of the Wild job. Frontier or Ant or, or Ant music both stand the test of time better. I think Kings of the Wild Frontier. I still think Stand and Deliver is a, is a greater pop song. It's an all time great. No question. But no, I, I went through and for each of these artists, I'm thinking like, okay, Echo. Am I going to go with you know? Uh, uh, they, they were really hard because they have a bunch of good ones. I'm going through yeah, split do. ends. I don't want to just pick the obvious songs, but with, I, I spent a lot of time on Adam and the Ants because I like a lot of their songs. But honestly, as much as I love the Prince Charming album, a lot of that doesn't hold up. It's still good, but it isn't something where you could put this song on. It isn't like you could. What was the example I gave the other day? Something like Overkill or something like. Have you ever heard Ted Leo and the Pharmacist cover uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World? Uh, no. It's, uh, they were on, um, they were on that, you know, the AV, AV club thing where you go in and cover a song. It's, it's such a rat hole. I end up just watching dozens of those. Their cover of everybody wants to rule the world is so good. See, now that's a song I think excluding the slightly dated, you know, production sound, but like that, or even something like mad world. I think you could put that on for somebody today and, and they're not going to like turn their nose up at it. That still really stands up. I don't know if we've ever really discussed Tears for Fears on this program. Not that I can remember. But and Tears I'm sorry, for... I want to help you get back to your eBay stuff in a minute. But no, it's all right. We'll I just get want there. to mention in passing, this is something that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I would just interject to say that Tears for Fears is the classic example of a band that at the time, for me at least, the uh, the keyboard-drenched 80s production and histrionic vocals, and I will say I will say they sound histrionic. Because I would, he's say, I would so, say pretentious in the best sense yeah. of the word. Pretentious. He's very, like, post-Morrissey. Hmm. Um, 
But that Tears for Fears record turns out mm-hmm. when you review it again. The 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 hurting or big chair songs from the uh, big chair. Uh, the big what was the the big hit uh, one was songs from the big chair. Big it's chair. Big chair. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, there is no moss on it. Every song is great. Is that right? It's a great album front to back. And, uh, and you know, uh, at the time I was like, ugh, yeah. garbage. But uh, then I revisited it and it's like, hmm, Tears for Fears, quality rock group. That's so interesting. I'll have to go in and re-explore. Here's what I got so far. I got Overkill, Mad World. Uh I'm I'm torn on this because I w- I might go- I might end up going with six months in a leaky boat, but for split ends I've got the song I got you. Of course. Uh, tomorrow I mean, night. Sometimes the best. Sometimes the best. Uh, the most well known song is actually the best. It's a tremendous song. Uh, tomorrow night by Shoes. Uh, whenever you're on my mind, Marshall Crenshaw. Yep. Now very controversial. I had to pick a new order song, and this was very difficult for me. And I I'm just not, I'm still, new order rabbit hole. I'm still not 100% sure. I'm going to go with Leave Me Alone from Power, Corruption, and Lies, but I, I will probably change. Girl You Want by Devo. Kids in America. Mm, I, 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 yeah. Don't Go by Yaz. Kings of the Wild Frontier. Out of Control by U2. Look of Love by ABC. Hanging on the Telephone by Blondie. That's what I got so far. The look of love. That's the look. Oh, That's no. The look. Seriously, dude. Go back and listen to that. Sisters and brothers should have each other. It's so good. It's so. It's still so. And it, there's, the production on it is so tight. It sounds so good. Trevor Horn, buddy. Woo. Girl, mm-hmm. you want that comes on sometimes twice a year. I'll hear that in a store, and I just stop what I'm doing. I had to cover that in a band. It was really hard. You know, It's a Beautiful World is one that can really introduce the novice to De- Devo. Because it's, it's not too wackadoo. Yeah, it's actually like, yeah, right. There's no like... If you play, if you play Satisfaction, you go, oh, that's clever. That's the one that's always in the YouTube videos of like wacky covers. But it's like, mm, that's fun as a deconstruction of that song. But it's not like the song craft you get in some of their, you know... People just thought of them as being this weird band, but their songs are really good. Yes, their songs are good. Their cover of Satisfaction still boggles me. Oh, I know. I know. It boggles. I don't understand how it's like it's like it's like Rite of Spring. It's like one of those things where it's like you first hear it, you're like, what is this? Now, what do you think of my U2 choice of Out of Control? Well, um, you know, that's a uh, that's like I I mean, I. I, see, like, I, I could have gone with the ones that I, I mean, Out of Control is in my top 10 favorite U2 songs of when they were good. I didn't want to go with I Will Follow because that was their first hit. I was kind of conflicted about Gloria. Gloria could be in there, but Out of Control to me is like kind of the apotheosis of young, like post punk U2. That I, that, that, is, that I think still stands up is the key part. This is the this is the thing about uh, you and me and a few other you and me and a dog, a, name, a, dog named Boo and a dog named B um, <laughs> is uh, you know everything pre Joshua Tree seems real yeah and everything post Joshua Tree seems unreal a little bit Hollywood um, but like you know. New Year's Day? I know. I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's super good. Oh, even something like 40, you take something like you got your bad. Uh, I I really like A Sort of Homecoming. I still think that's a fantastic song. 
My sister was arguing the other day that U2, uh, U2 Stadium Rock, which we which we acknowledge started around around, well, you could say U2 invent you know was Stadium Rock from the beginning. But Very she's anthemic, like, yeah, she's like, no, no, no. Those first two records, the songwriting's really complicated, and it got all stripped out and streamlined and like simplified hmm. later for the big big epics. Hmm. But like, but the the chords and the songs are all really like more complicated in boy and war and i was really? like hmm, that's kind of not how i remember that's it that's not but, how i remember it at all <clears throat> but maybe out, out of control back. is basically a song I, I can hear this to this day and when i hear out of control think about how it starts out you know what that is that's when you hit the three primary harmonics across all oh, the strings on your guitars. It was written around somebody going, oh, check it out. If I hit yeah. these three things, you start out doing the, um, the that little yes thing. You know, you yeah. do like roundabout. You go ting. What is it? You go 12. Is it 12.75? Is that right? 12.75? It goes bong, bong, bong. I think mm. so. Anyway, I, I mm-hmm. that's how I started playing it. Anyway, I don't have a point here. I just think yeah. that uh, I, I'm going to have to pray on that. Can I ask yeah. you a side question? You recently took a car trip. Trip. You visited here and gave me a cello. When you yeah. were driving um, to to the drop off point, what kind of what were you listening to? Were you listen, Were you talking or were you listening to music or podcasts or public radio? What were you listening to on the long drive? Uh, we were talking, uh, and uh, then someone remarked that uh, that it we had not listened to a single song on the drive. And you know, uh, so the drive, the my my. Um, my road trip partners were my 82-year-old mother and my 46-year-old sister. And we rented a Mercedes. That's how old Susan is? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And we drove to... She uh, looks great. Well, yeah. No, I'm, really, I'm just saying I don't get much chance to say I really like her. I, I, her She's energy nice. is, is buoyant. Please, please share it's this a, with her. It's a buoyant energy, yes. And uh, she seems younger than her, than her years. But if you ever are on the highway with her... And you get into a confrontation with another driver in rural Oregon, for instance, <laughs> you will see that they although a, they brought a knife to a Susan fight. <laughs> yeah, uh, that although she is a very buoyant, ebullient, uh, young-seeming woman, all forty-six of her hard road years can come out in one encounter. Some woman in rural Oregon, and that should say enough to anyone from the West. Rural Oregon, that's enough. That's rural juror. It you even, know? It even sounds ugly to hear. Rural uh, Oregon. We're, pu- we're, we're pulling into a parking spot. They're pulling out of a neighboring parking spot. They are miles away from our car. But somehow they, because of their like um, meth-addled paranoid lack of depth perception they they felt (laughs) that's the best dependent clause of 2017 (laughs) (laughs) they felt like i had come close to their car swiping their car Mm -hmm. and you know i (laughs) may swipe the meth mobile don't swipe it and their car is like a pontiac grand am you know and i'm i'm piloting my vehicle you're rolling in bends you know, and I just, I'm in, I, me, Lorenzo, in the Benzo, and we pull into the parking spot, and at no point does any part of my car venture out of the two lines defining my area, right? I'm just like in my slot. I just slotted it in there like a key in a lock. And she's not even, she's not even in her slot. She's already backed out, but she didn't like it. Something about it she didn't like. And so she honks. It would be so then, easy for her to just drive away. It would be just so easy. 
You're done. But she's You're got, done with this transaction. Done. I'm in. She's already out. But she honks. And then so I look at her in my rearview mirror, and she's like literally shaking her fist and screaming like, "You almost hit my car!" You fucking 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 fucking. And uh, and I'm like, you know, and I'm shrugging at her like, I don't know what I I got, you know. I don't know what what your problem is. I don't know who you are. Why are you even talking to me? Do I know you? That's what I'm saying. Like, is this your first know? day? Yeah. And she's like, dah, 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 dah. and she pulls up, and my sister's in the back seat. And my sister turns around and looks at her, and then puts one hand up under her eye in a kind of like fingers forward facing, like light fist, right? With her thumb pointed at her face, mm-hmm. and she does the boo-hoo-hoo sim- sign of, like, like shaking the fist back and forth, like, wipes a little imaginary tear out of the corner of her eye. Boo-hoo-hoo. And the, and the, and the, and the little fist gesture is so small. This is what, this is what is so devastating about it. She doesn't go, she doesn't do a big elbow one. She just puts her hand up there under her eye and just very, very slightly goes, boo-hoo. Just a little like no llores, and the woman, like you see the steam coming out of her ears, and she looks at my sister, and my sister's looking, and I can see this from behind, right? I know because I've seen this a million times. My sister is looking at her with eyes like the center of the North Pole, like her eyes are like the depth of a of the deepest glacier in Greenland. There's no emotion of any kind and she's going boo hoo and the woman (laughs) the woman stops and you just see her realize that she has no there's nowhere to go now with this issue it is it is resolved and she needs to go away now and she just she just turns and just drives and I was like boy and, you know, and I'm also like, <clears throat> okay, well, I'm just going to go into the store now because I do not want to get boohooed, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not, and, and, and it's so, it was so small, just such a small little, like wipe away a little teeny tear. Mm. Um, and the only way that Susan can, the only way that she has that, the depth of the, the of Greenland in her eyes is the is the time that she spent in rural Oregon and in rural everywhere. All that it's just like the the eyes are old, you know. Mm. Not oh, the, I not see. The, not the skin around the eyes. That still is young and 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 uh, full of you know rose. Mm, nice, nice save. It's just deep, deep mm-hmm. inside, mm. deep in the black. The part burden of, the of all that wisdom. Yeah, it's deep in there. Rural mm. Oregon. No llores. No llores. Mm. And I and and so ever since then, a couple of times I've caught myself when I'm alone, just practicing hmm. making that gesture. And the and the, but the problem is, I'll do that to somebody, and then we'll be in a fist fight. Mm-hmm. Right? Like she can do it in a way that like the the issue is resolved. But for me, it would just start. It would just start something. Right? The the person would be like, "What? What the fuck? Yeah. Right. Don't cry. What?" Yeah, like, like is it is it the is it the opening salvo or the or the finishing blow? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how to do it. Do you remember? Do you remember the corgis? Um, I'm gonna. I don't. I feel like I don't know. I, we're t- we're it rings about, a bell. 
talking about very early 80s and the song everybody's gotta learn sometime oh yeah of course oh yeah and that got covered by somebody it got covered by beck oh yeah i I do remember they are they oh they're british okay but it's a it's a wonderful wonderful 80s song i'll add that to the list that's a great song yeah very often forgotten in the list of 80s songs because even though it was a hit Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it didn't like make it all the way to the canon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that's back, one of those songs that's really easy to like. It, it sits there, it collects dust in the corner of your brain. And you're like, I know, I know this certain song, and you don't hear it for 25 years. And then you hear it on the radio, and you're like, oh, yes, this. Yep. yep that's let's exactly do it. it. Adding to the list. Everybody's gotta learn sometime. Blondie's tough, but I think Hanging on the Telephone, which I think is a cover, is uh, has a timeless quality to it. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel? What's your Flock of Seagulls cut? You gotta um, I mean, I don't have one. I thought about it. I, I, I felt like I would need to go back and re-listen to the records. because I, I, The hits, as much as I enjoy them, I think are more of a punchline. Whoa. Well, I mean, you mean like Space Age Love Song? Something like that? Uh, no, I mean, I, I find that... I what's find, your, well, what, uh, you tell me, what's your pick? What's my uh, Flock of Seagulls pick? What, it's I, on the list. Uh, the list is called New Wave That Still Stands Up, a playlist by Merlin Mann. If you're going to put mm-hmm. a Flock of Seagulls, you're going to say to somebody, hey, this is going to blow your mind. You have not heard this song ever, or you haven't heard it in over 30 years. Mm-hmm. What What is your pick to say, I can't believe how well this song still still stands up? All right, it is... Wishing. Oh, if I had a photograph, if I had a photograph of, you. of you, something to remind me. Yeah, I wouldn't spend my life just wishing. no, 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 no. It's got that drone. It's got that like the long, the emotional lift, and then that just deposits you in a state of flying. Mm-hmm. All and, right. And you know the other one, like I ran and space love songs. Yeah, they're like it's eighties, blah blah blah. But yeah. wishing is a tune that you know that that I think survives. I think I think <sighs> keeps moving. Corgis and uh, Flock of Seagulls. Those are good choices. Because, you know, part of this is I just I don't want to go with the obvious. This no, started, no, no. Here's how the rabbit hole started. Before I got to Ted Leo, uh, where was I? I was watching, because uh, I, uh, I got YouTube on my Apple TV now, and so I watch a lot of YouTube at night. Because I don't want to watch, I'm, I'm out of TV shows, and I'm, there aren't that many good movies. Now, have you, have you purchased YouTube Red? Yes. They keep trying to sell this to me. It's the best. Uh, well, so what happens on it? Uh, well, the only part that there are lots of benefits. You get you get the latest hot videos from their YouTube original content partners, which are mostly like eighteen year old boys with Macklemore haircuts. But what yeah. you get is YouTube without ads. Boom, end of story. Um, I, and if that means a lot to you, as it does to me, that's pretty great. And some of the uh, money goes to the artists, which is a good thing. So this is a, but this is an eel. Yeah, it's absolutely an eel. But it's an, it's a it's an eel I take on very happily, but. Uh, so yeah, I've been watching a lot of Les Miserables in different guises, and and what got me down this rabbit hole? Oh, I can tell you, man, the 25th anniversary Les Mis. Ooh, brother, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. They bring out mm-hmm. four Javert's at the end. They do. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they sing about the Bring Him Home song with four different Javert's, all from different mm-hmm. generations. It's glorious. Do they do the uh, the masquerade? Hmm. When the, you the masquerade. Hear the price you pay. Who the is that? Is that altered images? No, that's uh, Berlin. Okay, oh, what's no. your Berlin song? Give me your Berlin song. Masquerade oh, could be it. That's a good song. Boy, Berlin. The thing is that what what you're what, what no one takes into consideration mm-hmm. with Berlin, the band, is uh, is their 
actually like wonderful because because you want to you want to be with Berlin. You don't want to be with the Berlin of the of the Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, you no, want to be. That's way too late. You want you want that EP. Yeah, you you want the you know you want the metro. You want sex. I'm a. Yep. You want uh, no more words. Oh, so good. And no more promises. Their keyboard player was really good. But the um, but their record, which one is it? Love Life. Uh, oh, the and one, the one where she's a. like, uh, like a chanteuse. Uh, it is. It's. It's. I think it's Love Life. No, it's like a. It's like they're a. They're a full on. Oh, she looks like a chanteuse, right on the on the, yeah. uh, on the cover, um, and that's the one that has no more words on it. Oh, really? But that, but that record is a to- it's top to bottom great album. Huh. It's like very rock and roll. There's a lot of like rock pleasure guitars. victim is the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of pleasure mm-hmm. victim, but like. There's yeah. The, what is that? There, when we make love is on that. Um, now oh now it's my turn. That's my Berlin track. Okay. Now it's my turn. I gotta start writing all these down. Now it's my turn. All right, cut it. You never let me hurt you again. Oh, that's a that is a totally cool rock jam. Corgis. And, everybody's got to learn sometime. Everybody's got to. Uh-huh. Um, so it all started. Because I've gone down the AV AV Club rabbit hole where the people come in. So every year, AV Club, uh, this is a huge rabbit hole. I'm sure you know about this. But AV Club does this thing for the last few years where uh, at the beginning of some arbitrary period of time, they pick out with the editors and I guess with some input from readers, they pick out 25 songs by 25 Hmm. bands. And when bands come to visit them at their little tiny studio in Chicago, they come in and they can pick any song on the list that has not been picked yet. And they and they cover it, and there's some fantastic and very creative ones. They cover it just like they pick it in the studio and then learn it in 20 minutes. I and got, cover a, I got it? a lot of questions about this. I I got a feeling. Now listen, you know, you know how I feel about Ted Leo, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, you really know how I feel about Ted Leo. No, I know that you feel very strongly. I about I feel Ted very Lee. strongly about Ted Leo. Yeah. I try not to let this out too much publicly. It's kind of unseemly. Yeah. But I I got kind of hard on for Ted Leo just as yep. a thing. But yep. like, I mean. They knew every part yeah. of everybody wants to. I mean, and like, and of course, Chris Wilson, who's maybe one of the greatest drummers in the world. The shit he's doing on the hi hat, it's like, how did you just come up with that? When you think about, you think about that weird rhythm in yeah. uh, everybody. Seems unlikely that they just pulled that yes, out of there. Whereas Super Chunk came in and said, "Well, yeah, sure, we really like In Between Days," and then Laura says, "Well, yeah, also it was the easiest song on the list." Uh-huh. And they ripped oh. through in between days, no problem. Right, but there was a list that they had in advance. I wonder. There's this, this one band comes in and does shake it off, and like anyway. But so, and then every year they they do this and they put them out. They're all on YouTube, and they're all. Did you know that I've done I've done shake it off with Ted Leo? That's a great song. Oh, did you do yeah. it on uh, on the Big Booze Cruise? That's right. Um, so what led me there though is something I return to a couple times a year, which is any contemporary as in the last few years version of uh, Colin Hay covering Overkill not covering but playing uh-huh. Overkill acoustic yep. very good song oh great but like you know it's funny because it's the, the bones of that song are really strong yep, yep. you know he went bow now 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 with the crazy you gotta give the sax guy something to do but like when just the bones of that song which actually reminds me a lot of, uh, of Def Leppard in some ways hmm. it's got that little ascending got a little chromatic walk down thing 
Be good, be good, be good, be good, be good. Hold on loosely. You know, I'm a fan. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a huge fan of the chromatic walkdown. It's had a big role in my life. You know, you taught me one. The G, uh, the G, F sharp, E, D, C. You no no no! You taught me the country and western chromatic walk up. I got I that use from that Alex Chilton and from Paul Westerberg, and and also <laughs> Neil Young does it in that song. You like? Tell me why. Well, yeah. The the thing about it is that as soon as you taught it to me. You can't stop I doing it. Like, you just do it all I, the time. I put it all. I put it everywhere. It feels I so good in, to play. I put it in every damn song. It's like, <laughs> hmm, you know what this song needs? Bom, 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 bom. Yep. Uh, so you can yeah, do it in C or G, and it feels great. It's so easy to just add um, a little bit of country western sassafras, mm. and you know, as you know, every one of my songs is in G or C. That's the way to do it. That's so, the the empirically. And the thing you I picked up from you, I knew how to do this, but I didn't appreciate it until I heard you do it, is the C with the added low G. Oh, you got to do oh, that. Oh, my God. It changes. Because, yeah. see, now me, I'm from the old school. I'm more of the when I do a C, I'm going to do the high G, oh, which is yeah. a little bit more college rock. Yeah. But when you do the C with the low G, the, the rafters are rattling. It sounds yeah, so thunders. good. That's an, it'll, be a, that's a, it'll be a breeze thing. Yeah, and then I also am always doing the. Uh, I don't. I don't augment as much as I um, as I subtract. Mm. You know, I take away. I mm. let. I let. Uh, I let any string in a chord, any pos- any chord position where I can take one of the fingerings away and let that string ring. Yeah, I will play the chord in its normal posture, and then somewhere within. <laughs> The within the bar, I'll drop the I'll drop a finger out and let a let us a, a like a sympathetic string ring. In open positions, in my experience, that generates a lot of nice pseudo major sevens. It does, and then it you does. can do a little add on to that and do a little walkie uppy with your with your yeah. If you're on the high strings, yeah, that gives you some room. And and now it sounds like you're playing. You're like Steve Howe. It sounds like you're playing two things at once. You got you got to sound like you're playing two things at once. That's especially when you are. Especially when you're the only guitarist in the band, mm-hmm. which periodically I was. Periodically, I was the only guitar player in the Long Winters. Period. For many years now, I've been the only guitar player in my band because I'm the only person in my band. Uh, Just by process of yeah. Now I'm yeah. Now I'm the only bass player in my band yeah. too, and um, and so you gotta you know you gotta work with what you've got. And of mm. course, I'm not. Uh, I'm not what you would call a good guitar player, unlike your your uh, good friend Ted Leo. That guy can play is, a guitar like ringing a bell. Oh yeah, he's exce- he's an <laughs> exceptional guitarist. Uh, I am not one, and so I gotta throw all the little chim chimes and jing jangs that I can that I can find in there. Yeah, uh, I put a I'll put a chim chong right a next to a chim chong or a jim jang. Yeah, I'll put a I'll put a jim jang and then go to a chim chong. And back to a jing jang, and uh, people are like, "Whoa, what? Where'd that come from? What? Those don't belong there." Jonathan Colton, of course, would listen and say, uh, mm-hmm. and he'd tell me what the chords were and why they worked together, and what and a better chord I could have thought of. Yeah. Uh, but that's why I don't hang around with him. He's yeah, a, no, he's the worst at that. He's a bad person. Yeah. His amount of giftedness is um, it's off putting. It's not a turn on. He's too- the thing is that there are a lot of people that you and I know, Merlin, uh, between us, who are very talented. We know a lot of talented people. We know a lot of people with a lot of uh, with a lot of talent and who have uh, who've worked hard in addition to having talent. 
they've worked hard to to uh, fulfill their talent, their promise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those people are really infuriating. Yeah, I totally really, insufferable. I really don't like them a lot, mm-hmm. and I wish they would shut up. I wish they would shut up with their talent, and I wish they would go have some problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 